coming up on The Potter's Touch. Something that's been worrying you won't let you enjoy the season of your life. The reason God brought you here is so I don't know what's been on your nerves. I don't know what's had you up in the middle of the night. But what I do know is this. Touch somebody and say, Woman, thou art. Tell her, tell her, tell her. Hello, welcome to the Potter's Touch. I'm Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman. Have you ever attended Woman Thou Art Loose? If not, you are in for a treat. We are throwing it back to 2010 when my father preached a message called Flashpoint. Take a look. Since God had brought Paul down to the river and Lydia was to be baptized, there was water and Lydia was baptized. The startling thing is what she said when she came up out of the water. She says to the Apostle Paul, she says, you must stay in my house. Don't overlook that, you must stay in my house. Now, although she in all likelihood was a woman of substance, don't picture the houses of today because nobody lived in mansions in the Bible days, the fact that she had a house at all is a sign that she was doing okay. And, and to have somebody come stay in your house is a sacrifice. But maybe Lydia began to understand that God had blessed her to be able to make a sacrifice. Sometimes God blesses you so that you can do what other people can't do. And the blessing he gave through you, he didn't intend for it to get stuck to you. Maybe he blessed Lydia to build the house so that when Paul came to the river, he would have a place. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. To stay. Because her invitation was what turned the city upside down. She asked Paul to come stay in her house. Evidently, he was resistant to it because the Bible says she had to persuade him. It took a little work. It wasn't easy. And eventually, he said, okay, 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 because you know how y'all can be. When y'all want to get something done, it ain't going to be no one request. Okay, all right, Lydia, come in. Go on now, all right. Come on, Silas, where are we going? We're going over to Lydia's house. Where she live? I don't know. She just worrying me to death and she ain't gonna shut up. Let's go to Lydia's house. We'll eat Lydia's food and sleep in Lydia's bed and, and now we got a place to stay because Lydia's heart has opened up. The gospel has a place to stay. Ask your neighbor just for a test. Say, has your heart opened up? 
because until your heart opens up, the gospel doesn't have a place to stay. That's why you can't see it and that's why you can't understand it and that's why you make fun of it because when the gospel passes by, your doors are closed. But if you ever open up your heart, the gospel will come in and stay. And the Bible says that he left her house and, and every day made the journey back over through Philippi to go down to the river to pray. And he would go down to the river to pray. And he would pray. And the women would hear him pray. And he would teach and teach as long as there was daylight. And then he would get up and make his journey back over to Lydia's house to spend the night at Lydia's house. And he was able to stay in Macedonia because Lydia opened up her house. Some anointings will not abide in certain places because you won't open your heart to do what God told you to do. You know you are flame keepers. You keep the flame burning. Yes, yes, yes. You trim the wick and keep the flame burning. I'm, I'm talking to the wise, not the foolish. The wise, the wise ones, they keep the flame burning because you said yes to God. The gospel has a place to stay. <laughs> well, anyway, as he was going back and forth from Lydia's house down to the riverbank, a woman, a poor woman, a slave woman, came up behind him and started following him. And following him, and she was saying, Surely these men are sent by the Most High God to declare unto you the way of salvation. And he didn't say nothing. He went on down to the river to pray. He prayed. He ministered to the woman. He came back. And, and, and the thing about it is, first of all, this is important. This is important to learn about life. It is never the destination. It is the things that happen along the way. You, you are so busy praying about where you're going that you don't understand your mission happens along the way. It is neither at point A nor at point B, but somewhere between here and there that God really wants to use you. So it is neither at the praying place nor at Lydia's house, but somewhere along the way. Paul says, this woman is, and, and this, when I was a young preacher, it confused me because this woman was saying the right thing. They were sent by the Most High God to declare the way of salvation. She was saying the right thing, but for the wrong reason. How many people come into your life talking the talk, but not walking the walk, and you let them hang with you because they know what to say? But until you discern what spirit they are of, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but, but people know what to say to be able to walk with you. But you got to pray so that you can see what's in them. 
for the Bible says that this woman was a witch. She had the spirit of divination. She was a woman of witchcraft. She was an evil woman. She was an evil woman. And I, I wanted to preach about this little evil woman because I wanted to warn you that evil people can say nice stuff. Wicked people can smile when they need to. Haters can befriend you when they need to. And I gotta warn you, you don't have to be abused by an enemy. Sometimes the person right next Now, brothers and sisters, we, we, have a, we have a dichotomous predicament here. We have a polarized circumstance here. The polarities between these two women represent the length to which God can go. On one hand, you have a Lydia who is rich and in trouble. And the other hand, you have this nameless poor woman who is in trouble. But the same blood that delivered Lydia reaches back to this woman who is possessed with the spirit. And Paul rebuked the spirit and said, come out of that woman. And I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but something that's been worrying you, following you, haunting you, hanging over you, disrupting your sleep, won't let you rest, won't let you enjoy this season of your life. The reason God brought you here is so... If you don't care what anybody thinks, you don't care what you look like, tell your neighbor, I got to get it off of me. Get off of me. Get off of me. Get off my mind. Get out of my spirit. Get out of my life. I don't know what's been on you. I don't know what's been chasing you. I don't know what's been upsetting you. I don't know what's been on your nerves. I don't know what's had you up in the middle of the night. But what I do know is this, touch somebody say, woman, thou art, tell her, tell her, tell her. I had come from a background where they preached uh, uh, holiness or hell and I couldn't seem to get it right. Bishop Jakes taught on the concept of what grace really was. I'd never heard it taught that way. And if somebody can teach with that kind of wind behind their words and have that kind of compassion for the sheep, uh, I want to be a part of that. I served in Iraq in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. One of the messages, I just remember playing that day and night, uh, even when bombs would drop at night and our buildings would shake, I'd have that in my ear. It kept me uh, from going over the edge, if you will. I was just getting out of the military and an old friend asked, uh, have you visited Jake's yet? 
And I said, no. And upon that, I said, I'm going to go and visit uh, Bishop Jakes. And the intent was to uh, visit one time and say I came. And uh, this many years later, I'm here. I thought he was for people. And I was like, I'm going to come back again. And so I <laughs> kept coming back. Miss Lydia was significant, but Lydia got baptized and nothing changed. But when this poor, no name, ex-witch got saved, something broke in the spirit world and the enemy got mad. If you get ready to change your life and all hell breaks loose, it's a sign that the devil is afraid of you because he knows that if you ever change your life, everything around you See what I'm trying to tell you. Let, let me check, see if I'm in the right place. Where are my sisters that every time you get ready to do something right, all hell breaks loose? If you're standing by a sister who just raised her hand, touch her and say, flashpoint. why the enemy doesn't want you to be free because you're not just a woman you're a flashpoint and when you get delivered you're going to set it off who would have thought that this no name woman would be a flashpoint the big name woman got saved nothing happened but when the poor slave woman got delivered she was a flashpoint. There is a system attached to her dysfunction. There is a system attached to her dysfunction. There is a whole system around her. Now check this out. Check this out. There is a whole system around her that needs her to be dysfunctional. There is a system around her that benefits from her dysfunction. The Bible says that her masters were getting rich from her dysfunction. There is an economic impact attached to her dysfunction. Somebody needs her to be messed up. But because if she gets well, they can't use her like they used to use her anymore. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Her masters got mad. 
because they couldn't use her anymore. When a woman gets loosed, I mean loosed in God, every system that was tied to her dysfunction begins to fall apart because she is not the same woman that she used. She may wear the same clothes, she may live in the same house, but she's not the same woman anymore. She's not the same woman anymore. Watch this, watch. So what happens is her masters go after Paul and they snatch him, governor. They snatch the apostle and bring him from the masters. They bring him to the marketplace. Mm. Marketplace. I, I don't have time to mess with that like I want to. The masters bring him to the marketplace. Delivering this woman has now brought him center stage in the city of Philippi. Though he starts out by the riverbank outside the city, when she got delivered, God brings him from the background to the forefront. The masters bring him into the marketplace before the magistrates. They lie on him and they say that Paul and Silas are teaching customs that are contrary to Roman law. No evidence, just mouth. The people in the marketplace hear it and they get angry and start fighting Paul and Silas over what they heard. And a fire has started. Watch out when fires start. People will become engulfed in a flame and hate you and don't even know you. You don't believe it. Let me find somebody who believes they will hang you and don't even know you. They will make assumptions about you and don't even know you. When it becomes popular to hate you, people just get on board. Sociologists have a term for it. When, 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 when gang rage breaks out, people will get in the rage and they'll start fighting. They don't even know what they're fighting about. And so all of a sudden, these men who had never even met Paul started fighting over something that these men, the masters of the witch said, and they took Paul and the magistrates turned him over to the people and the people got together with the magistrates and they stripped him and Silas in the marketplace and they beat them in the marketplace. Now, when I read it in the King James, they said they beat them severely. But when I read it in another translation, it said they beat them with rods or with canes. Now, if you are naked and somebody beats you with a cane whooping, lacerates the flesh, 
beat you to death. It's not just where you're hurting, you are beaten and bloody and lacerated and could die. You got a mob beating two men naked with canes and they don't even know why they're beating them and they beat them severely. When a Middle Eastern culture says that a whooping is severe, you understand what I'm saying? Because they have a strong stomach for that type of punishment. When they say it's severe, it is severe. Suddenly, I begin to realize that the Paul and Silas who were doing all the preaching and the praying is not the Paul and Silas that are laying on the floor beaten by a mob, kicked and punched, teeth knocked out of their head, and then cane whipped. Now I understand. When the magistrates put them in jail, why the jailer had to put their feet in the stocks. Because they were beaten so badly, they couldn't move. Lacerated, tattered, and torn, bloody, beaten to a pulp. They couldn't even put their feet in the stocks. The jailer had to put their feet in the stocks. They couldn't move. What kind of pain is that? And all because they were trying to help somebody. Some of you are in trouble, not because of you, but because of who you help. When you made up your mind you were gonna help somebody, you got on the hit list of hell. And the more effective you are, the more attacked you will be because you are losing somebody that the enemy wants to keep out. Who am I preaching to in here? You keep saying, why do I keep going through what I'm going through? Why do things keep going crazy in my life? Why do I make two steps forward and get knocked three steps back? It's not because of you, it's because of what you do. And there they are, laying in the stocks. Stocks that they were too weak to get in themselves. Stocks that even if they had opened them, they couldn't have walked out of them. Bloody and cane whipped, almost unconscious. Nine o'clock in the evening, everything is quiet. No sound in the jail at all. 9.30, all the inmates are listening. No sound in the jail at all. 10.15, a deathly quiet is over it. No sound 
in the jail at all. 11.15, the other prisoners didn't know whether they were dead or alive at all. But at 11.59, something began to shake. Something began to turn. Something began to move. I got to stop a minute and praise God for some noise in the prison. You may not be out yet, but at least you're making some noise. You may not be free yet, but at least you let the devil know I'm not dead. I'm alive. What a word from our bishop. It's very important as a believer not to become consumed with your blessings. Instead, be consumed with how God is using you to be a blessing. God blessed you so that they would spill over to somebody else whose life would be transformed. Some will give their life to Christ, not commit suicide, get off drugs and live with hope. You are a flashpoint, a trigger that God is using to reset the trajectory of some one's life. Find the people that God is leading you to and decide to be the flashpoint you were created to be. Before we go, I want to say thank you to our Global Partner System members. Your giving allows us to spread the gospel around the world. We want to reach even more people. So if you are not yet a partner, we need your help. Simply text the letters GPS to the number 28950 along with any given amount or go to tdjpartners.org. God bless you. The more effective you are, the more attacked you will be. The word's been awesome. It's just been spiritually renewing. Never will be the same again. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive the best of Woman Thou Art Loosed, Volume 2, a five-message set on DVD. God is not going to bless you by their opinion. God is going to bless you by how you it just feels like God is just dealing with you on an individual basis. However, when your gift is $125 or more, you will receive the best of Woman Thou Art Loose Volume 2 on five DVDs, the Woman Thou Art Loose Bible, and Woman Thou Art Healed and Whole 90-Day Devotional. I am not who I was. I am not where I am, but I am where I'm going. Let these time-tested messages take you to a new level of freedom. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. Today's message was amazing. Wonderful message, a great message. I think everybody needed that. I mean, it meant the world to me. Service was amazing. Um, the anointing was there. I feel rejuvenated. I feel revived. I went to another level in my thought, in my uh, attitude, everything. It was really a life-changing for my family. The service today was awesome. Bishop is always awesome. That message was incredible, and it makes you think about where you are and the people that you're around and the choices that you make. And I, I got such a blessing out of the word for today from Bishop. Today's message was truly transformative. 
Today's message was absolutely awesome. It was just a blessing to my life. This is my first time here at the Parter House, and I had a word just for me today. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Dodge.